What up, what up, what up? <laughs> Welcome to the Petty Herbalist Podcast. It's your girl, Karina, chilling, vibing on this very cloudy, very gloomy, but beautiful nonetheless day. And I am here in my own home, chilling on the territory of the Tongva people. AKA Los Angeles, California. <laughs> and your girl Asia is here on the Cheyenne, Ute, and Arapaho territories. Um, it's very, very snowy here, but not cold. Uh, Jasper <laughs> has stopped acting up. Yay, we love to see it. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah and it's a lovely uh lovely day to be recording the pod yes and a lovely day it is and on this lovely day what is uh going on in that medicine bag today mm. yeah so um, what's in my medicine bag is my milk thistle seed tincture uh, that I made in 2019 uh, and haven't wow. used um, but I had a dream about a, like a purple plant and I was like what is this plant I don't know what it is and then I was like okay and then I had another dream the next night about the same plant and I was like oh oh this is milk this this is exactly what like milk thistle looks like Mm. Um, and yeah, I, um, had been having like issues with my back in the morning mm. and spent you know, thousands of dollars on therapy. Oof. And it's why I started Pilates to like reorient the way that my body uses energy and strength from my back to my core. Um, but yeah, I started working with the milk thistle seed tincture. Um, and really understood that um, lower back pain is not only a, a byproduct of the way that our, our, our kidneys or our kidneys in traditional Chinese medicine are functioning, but also the liver organ. Um, mm -hmm. And that milk thistle seed tincture in particular, uh, we love it, but it's pr it's protective. So it's one of the remedies that we want to use, like before we have a crazy night drinking, or mm. before we, you know, eat a lot of sugar, or before. So it's really great as a preventative um, therapy, and it protects the liver from chemo radiation, all sorts of wonderful, mm. wonderful things. Um, this is one of the herbs that we use before we go into battle, and. Mm. Um, since my back was aching in the morning, mm. uh, if I take the milk thistle tincture at night, uh, then whatever process that's happening that would cause that stiffness, um, it's getting resolved. So I'm, I'm just really happy, uh, that herbs have a way of like communicating with us when they want us to work with them, mm. um, and it's just cool to be sort of in these this depth of relationship with the plant medicine such that like the body mind spirit being is like okay we're done <laughs> we're done with this back shit like right finish it and it's like okay <laughs> you know it's like okay and now it's finished um but now I have a deeper understanding and I can better support sort of others um, because I have the remnant of pain uh, in my body. Mm. Um, and speaking of the remnants of pain, uh, <laughs> I will add, uh, I noticed how salty I have been in sort of this series where we are exploring the philosophies of um, of Susan Weed. And I noticed, I was just like, oh, I am a pillar of salt. <laughs> mm -hmm. um and as I'm preparing for 
the funeral of my dear friend Ainsley O'Neill, there's just so many things that like are pale in the face of the blackness of death. Mm. Um, and there's just too much in the world to be salty. So I'm going to drop the salt and really sort of enjoy this exploration. Um, yeah. And so, yeah, that salt, I guess, is also in my medicine bag. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. I How mean, about you? Yeah, babe. Um, life is hard for you right now. And uh, salt has always been used as a preservative. So you're preserving your heart, mm-hmm. you know, and it makes sense. You went through a lot and it's hard to be in conflict with um a mentor, someone so important to you. So although, you know, it might not be the most productive thing, I understand why you did it. So don't want to make you wrong about that. Thanks. Um, fourth day. Um, well, let's see. In my medicine bag, um, you know, stomach aches have been a part of my life for a while. Um, but you know, becoming an herbalist and being closer to fermented foods has helped. And yesterday I just had the worst stomach ache. Also, if I don't eat enough, that could also affect my stomach, which yesterday apparently I didn't eat enough. But, um, I said, you know what? I got some new herbs to work with. Um, I have a guava tree, um, within my apartment complex and I took Brandon's class Brandon from Yuka Yeke Farms shout out I took his Caribbean herbalism course and uh, guava leaves are good for digestion and so I was like yo let me let me holler at those leaves as soon as I realized at a guava tree I was like let me go get some and dry it just in case and so yeah I had some guava leaf tea yesterday which really soothed the tummy and um, I also <laughs> took a bit of ginger to my I literally just sliced some and just let it sit in my mouth. And I just like slowly, um, you know, uh, just sucked on the, the root and it too nourished my belly. Mm. So um, and, you know, it's just smiling because, you know, I struggle with ginger, but <laughs> ginger has become a friend to me. Um it's become less intense the more I utilize it. And so, yeah, I'm just really grateful for um, these two plants in particular for um, for soothing and nourishing my belly. So shout out to people's medicine and medicine that's available just right outside my door. Yeah. So. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I love that you are exploring ginger. Um, Karina has a really fine palate, um, <laughs> and I love it. I've been exploring African cuisine, East African, Ethiopian, mm-hmm. Eritrean, and then West African, like Ghanaian. Mm-hmm. Um, and what's fascinating is that, like, there's uh, African, like, mirpo, right? Like. Mm-hmm. It's like ginger, garlic, <laughs> and sometimes pepper, but it's always ginger and garlic mm-hmm. and um, red onion. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I've been studying ginger from the Chinese perspective, and the Chinese believe that ginger is the stomach's favorite food. Mm-hmm. Um, and for me, I've been using ginger as a soliloquy, which is um, an herb that promotes the production of saliva Hmm. Um, and I bet that it's that quality of producing um, and supporting those fluids that helps the body to digest more Hmm. Um, I know in Ayurveda they make the distinction between dry ginger being hot and um, fresh ginger being warming and they also similarly always have the ginger so most brown cultures (laughs) (laughs) that I know globally all of them all of them include ginger throughout the continent 
Mm -hmm. all black the america black and loving ginger ale period right so there's <laughs> i said all right y'all like i'm gonna i'm gonna keep ginger in the fridge and see what happens you know so shout out to ginger and you with your innovative and um <laughs> premeditative medicine making you really stayed ready with those guava leaves so Listen. yeah so <laughs> I love I love hearing about your explorations and I love that you bring uh tropical medicines into the sphere petty herbalists I think it's really dope so thank you yeah you know we gotta always stay ready and be petty like <laughs> gotta practice what we preach amen yes, it's amen <laughs> <laughs> And speaking of practicing mm. what we preach, we are getting into the seven medicines again, and we're so excited. Last week on the episode, we talked about the first two, which is serenity medicine and story medicine. So we got two more to get into today. And so, um, Asia, what are, what are we, what kind of medicine are we getting into today? Yeah. Mind medicine and lifestyle medicine. Mm. <laughs> Listen, some faves, especially us as herbalists. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, let's, let's talk about mind medicine, right? So mm -hmm. after we take a chill pill, right? In ground and center and self, right? Mm. And then we start to think and choose the story that we want to tell. Mm. And we gather stories. So we go to different kinds of practitioners. We go to the Chinese doctor. We go mm. to our kuandera. And we might go to the hospital, right? Mm -hmm. But we don't take their drugs or their surgery. We just want to know what they think. Right. That's right. <laughs> We don't, we're not taking action yet. It's fine. Nope. Um, and so we, you know, we got the story, you know, we're, we're starting to understand, oh, like my, my Chinese doctor, shout out to Marco, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Mandala Health, um, uh, you know, is saying that, all right, I can't kidney jing deficiency. All right. All right. So let's think about mind medicine. So mind medicine um, is really how to adjust the way, not just the story we're telling, um, but the way that we, our mind is working. Um, most people don't understand that uh, the placebo effect is one of the strongest effects in healing, mm -hmm. right? Your belief system determines often your outcome, whatever your mind thinks whatever your mind says, your body listens. Mm -hmm. um, and so you believing that something is going to cure you often has more curative properties than the molecules and whatever the substance is in and of itself. Mm -hmm. And so in mind medicine, we have um, our belief systems, our faith, right? The power of prayer to transform mm -hmm. us. Uh, we have placebo medicines, right? We have... Uh, intention right the power of positive thought so all this kind of woo woo <laughs> uh, you know what's interesting as soon as I think <laughs> of mind medicine I think of your specialty you know um yoga nidra oh mm. yeah because I, I'm not saying you're woo woo but <laughs> you know uh, oh oh but, you know, you really um, transform the way I think slash pray in which, um, you know, I, I think one time you're like, you know what, in Yoga Nidra, you just say your wish and then you keep minding your business and rest, which is different than, you know, the prayer warrior thing that I grew up in, mm. you know, like you... <laughs> This sounds bad, but it's like you trying to manipulate God to do what you want <laughs> instead of just saying, hey, God, you know, this is what I want, you know, and I trust that that, you know, my desires and I know my desires and hopefully we can work this out together mm. kind of thing. So, um, yes. yeah, I really believe that that's powerful medicine, uh, even more so powerful than the other type. But, you know, all prayer. Listen. 
I, I don't want to put down any of y'all's prayer practices because, you know, a lot of our grannies were prayer warriors. That's right. And we probably have a lot of the things we have now because of our prayer warrior grandmothers. So I don't want to put those people down. Yes. But uh, I do want to say that the whole wishing as a prayer thing is very powerful medicine for me. Yeah. Yeah. Shout out to that. It reminds me, um, I just read, shout out to Patreon, Alexis. Shout McKinney. out. Yeah. Shout out because she was like, oh, have you heard of Mama Day? It's really hoodoo. And I was mm. like, oh, okay. Well, let me check out this book. Um, And so I really sat with this wonderful book called Mama Day by Gloria Naylor. Um, And it really uh, described a Southern community. I don't want to get too much in it, but a lot of the traditional African-American healing practices beyond sort of the root tradition, um, but the conjure, the... Mm. Um, who do these sorts of things, these were all mind medicine, mm. right? The midwife who would put um, a knife under the bed of a pregnant woman so that it would cut the pain, mm-hmm. right? <laughs> mm-hmm. These are all deep practices of mind medicine art. All yeah. forms of like art therapy are practices of mind medicine. But Karina circling back to like that prayer warrior just reminded me of a scene in the book where um, someone had put a, I don't know, a working or something on the, on the protagonist. um, And she was literally losing her mind and her Mm -hmm. grandmother was kept the water running. Mm -hmm. Right. And kept singing um, the, the prayer hymns throughout the whole time. And, watching sort of this character like be soothed by the songs be soothed by the sound of running water be soothed by her prayer warrior grandmother right Mm -hmm. is a perfect example of how African Americans have used mind medicine it is a different worldview to say that God is already always listening and giving you exactly what you asked for so you don't have to actually act twice right right um but there's something in the action of repetition i'm thinking about um buddhists with their mandalas i'm thinking about prayer beads and the catholics Mm. um their rosaries i'm thinking about all of you know in the vedic sort of traditions um sitting there and chanting mantras like all day long there's something to Mm -hmm. intensity um i just worship the goddess Mm -hmm. right and it's a different kind of of mind medicine but it's all mind medicine you know yeah and also another type of prayer that's prevalent in the black community is the laying of the hands Mm. you know Um, folks about the laying of the hands sis well y'all already know i grew up in the pentecostal tradition um in kojic shout out church of god in christ uh one of the biggest uh, pentecostal traditions in um america um and yeah anytime someone really needed something some prayer Uh, Like if uh, you wanted to cover someone in prayer as they were traveling, you know, from this place to the next place, they were moving, they were going to college, they were going to go get married, Um, they just needed healing in general, the entire church would extend their hand in prayer to them, you know, like even (laughs) it's interesting, just that posture was like, we have you covered in prayer. But um, I just think it's interesting that it it was the posture. It wasn't necessarily that your hands would heal someone, but it's that posture of covering the person in prayer um, Mm. that really made you feel like, you know, I am being cared for. I am being healed. I am being, you know, sought after. I am being considered for this that or the next thing so I don't know I love it I still um am in the 
heal the laying of hand as healing um, modality. Um, I have these tattoos on my hands just to remind me that I have healing hands. And um, yeah, it's not necessarily that my hands are magical, but it's that posture of like knowing that like these hands can heal people hmm. um, by the work that I do. So yes. yeah, we we love mind medicine in that way that like you said, Asia, like that repetition that puts you in the posture mm. of um, creating the reality that you want to be in. So, yes. yeah, I, I just, oof, I love it. It is powerful medicine. Yeah. And I will say that your hands are magical. I mean, many mm -hmm. uh, African traditions believe that our soul lives in the palms of our hands and the soles of our feet. So when Black people Mm -hmm. give you a round of applause, right? They're actually stimulating uh, sort of the natural energy centers that that do live in the palms of our hands. And in, in Chinese medicine, like the hands and the heart are connected, right? Mm -hmm. And so the heart meridians sort of extend out to our hands. And so when you put your hands on somebody, you're putting your heart on them. Mm. Okay. And mm -hmm. if there are truly energy centers that can be measured with scientific tools that emanate from the palms of your hand, then you mm. don't necessarily need to touch those people in order for them to fill your heart. Right. right? Um, mm. And so there are a lot of ways in which mind medicine can have physical manifestations and ramifications. Mm -hmm. um, and just because it's um, coming from our mind uh, mm -hmm. doesn't mean our mind and this physical reality are separate. That's right. Yeah. And that yeah. mind medicine can transition us into how we practice our lifestyles, which is the next medicine yeah so you want to uh tell folks about lifestyle medicine yeah it's <laughs> where we live it's our bread and butter as herbalists um mm. well in particular us in our tradition of herbalism nourish and tonify you know it's uh the way that we eat it's the diets that we create it's nourishing herbal infusions, you know, <laughs> literally our bread and butter, what we drink every single morning. Um, it's how we deal with stress or our stress management. It's our exercise. It's our movement. It's our uh, making relationships with um, adaptogens that mm -hmm. we love. Mm -hmm. um, these are lifestyle medicine. Yeah. And so there is this beautiful spectrum of kind of harm. Mm. So, and this is kind of the precipice, right? So all steps, uh, you know, one through uh, three, all of these, um, these, no matter what, if you do these things, you're going to create more wellness even if you don't necessarily resolve the issue that you're having, right? Eating more vegetables, especially cooked leafy vegetables, like our African ancestors taught y'all. Period. Um, <laughs> right? Like <laughs> you better get you some pot herbs, some pot okay. liquor. Okay. Huh. <laughs> Chew on some grizzle. Okay. Oof. Snap them chicken bones so that you can get the marrow out. Okay. Shout Here's out. Don't be making me hungry. Listen, shout out <laughs> to all of the peoples in the world who still know how to eat meat. Okay. Period. <laughs> <laughs> but um, what's great is that all of these, right? All of these are going to create more health. You mm. walking more is going to create more health, right? right. You um, incorporating sort of meditation into your life is going to create more health. You telling a story that God loves you instead of God hates you is going mm. to create more health. And you taking time to center and ground in yourself before taking actions is going to create more health, mm. right? But mm. after lifestyle medicine, where we get into herbal medicine, pharmaceutical medicine, these things, these all have the potential to to take health away from you. Right. Right. And so lifestyle medicine is the heart of uh, 
all of the nutrition, all of the food, all of these things that we have, um, we've come to incorporate into our everyday life. Mm-hmm. Um, I was just listening to um, uh, a podcast episode on um, oncology support and medicinal mushrooms and the practitioner um, was talking about sort of addressing autoimmune disorders. Mm. Uh, and it was really fascinating because you give broad spectrum mushrooms to someone experiencing or with a cancer diagnosis. And it's likely that those mushrooms are going to support 99% of the people that you give it to. Mm-hmm. Um, however, with folks with autoimmune diseases, there's all of these lifestyle factors such as like toxicity loads, um, such as allergies, such as like nutrition and things like that, that need to be addressed before you try to modulate their immune system. Mm. Um, And so for folks with autoimmune disease, you can't just throw a mushroom at them because it might cause a a difficult reaction. They, you have to resolve the underlying causes of their dis-ease, right? That often spring from, from lifestyle. So part of lifestyle medicine also includes, for example, uh, where I have my modem going, a whenever my cousin leaves the house because she loves to be on internet, I unplug it. Like I, I don't want Wi-Fi all over the apartment all the time. But also, like because of the radiation, it's hot. Like you go in the places where your your modems and things like it's hot, and the air mm-hmm. is dry, mm-hmm. right? Because it's radiation, it's heat coming off of it. So then, I just cool it down with my humidifier right? Like I don't have dry spots in my house, right? right. <laughs> I'm not trying to cultivate those microbes and viruses. Like mm. we gonna keep it moist. Okay. <laughs> but not too moist so that we don't get mold. So in order to not get mold, we keep the air circulating. That fan mm. is on right during mm-hmm. the winter because it's making sure that the hot air that rises is circulating throughout the house, bringing it back down to the floor, right? Like this is lifestyle. It's like, how do we design our homes, our environments such that they create health? This is the realm of permaculture, right? Where, mm-hmm. which I teach, um, which I co-taught sure with Ainsley. Shout out to my girl. Um, love you. And the rest of our team, like, how do we design our life such that it provides health? Mm. I just want to give a shout out to you. Um... Susan Weed, because uh, I know uh, one of her uh, lifestyle medicines is to have seven orgasms per week. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, when an old person tells you you need to have seven orgasms a week for optimum health, you get information, okay? <laughs> And she's like, you can have one every day. You can have, you could do extra credit, have more than one a day, <laughs> have all seven in one day, you know? Um, but uh, yeah, I I want to shout that out um, as important lifestyle medicine um, is your sexual health. Um, take care of yourself. Give yourself time and space for pleasure. Um, this is something I take very seriously. Um, in my healing of y'all ready though if y'all follow me on tiktok (laughs) (laughs) purity culture like really separates you from your own body Mm. like reconnecting to yourself in that way and making it um, a regular practice um is very healing so Absolutely. And, and shout out to um, the way that you and I create and talk about and communicate sex as medicine. Mm -hmm. Right. Both of us uh, have studied uh, the tantric arts. (laughs) (laughs) Sure have. And And do. (laughs) And do. Right. To practice. You got to practice it. Um, But what's very important is that like, you want to nourish and tonify your reproductive organs Mm -hmm. right like you have to use them (laughs) you do and as I learn (laughs) shout out to TMI but uh yeah I already let y'all know in previous podcasts that 
I had to go see a pelvic floor physical therapist who, you know, had me doing all sorts of exercises because, you know, um, in particular, like the the muscles around um, my pelvic floor are very, very tight. And um, you can do a lot of that toning with, you know, sexual intercourse. But also, you know, you can use toys and other things to really tone those areas. Um, so, yeah, this is important for your health, y'all. Yes. Um, yeah. You know, the tone of your bladder. Like, that was why I had to go in because I was like, yo, I'm having bladder issues. Like, what's up? And my pelvic floor PT said, hey, girl, uh, the muscles are way too tight. So your bladder is like forcing itself. Mm -hmm. It's like expanding real quick so it can like push through because it just doesn't have enough um, space in there because your muscles are always tight. Mm. So, um, yeah, y'all really pay attention to what's going on in your pelvic area. Um, don't ignore it. <laughs> That's right. But also, like, remember that the idea that sex is bad no. or wrong emerges from a particular cultural milieu, mm. right? Kim Talbert, um, one of my favorite scholars on indigenous sexuality, helps us to remember that this uh, this idea that sex should be hidden or weird or strange or straight, cis, het right mm -hmm. these are all constructs there were indigenous cultures that didn't even have a conception of rape mm. can you imagine a world without rape i can't and that's right? sad Oof. but there are worlds we have ancestral lineages whose understanding of sexuality especially its relationship to sexuality and health um and so, yeah, if y'all want to continue to explore the medicinal qualities of sex and why your rappers are raggedy um, <laughs> and how you're being taught to have bad sex and to receive bad sex, mm -hmm. um, then we really um, recommend tantric orgasm for women, but yes. especially tantric orgasm for men. Yeah, honestly, reading that book is what made me cry and really start studying the things because <laughs> I picked it up at Asia's house and I said like, what is this here it's just this. reading about the healing penis just it changed my <laughs> Asia's laughing at me but it really did I was in there crying because I never was taught that a penis could heal yeah you know that uh, it was designed to heal yeah i i have a lot of theories about the penis so we i can... bet you do <laughs> <laughs> we can get into it but just know that like our reproductive organs are a lot more than than what we have been taught to understand and that the health that sex nourishes and tonifies right our whole lower jowl yeah. <laughs> uh, also shout out to montak chia um the multi-orgasmic <laughs> something something i don't know i'm looking at my bookcase like i can see that i can't see the books um it's too far <laughs> but check out montak chia um and that gives you the chinese perspective um and then there's so much world work in the world of Tantra, like beyond Tantric sex, um, understanding Tantric philosophy. It's really at the root of my practice of yoga nidra and my whole thing. So um, get your learning on, but understanding that food is a type of lifestyle medicine. Sex is a type of lifestyle medicine. Exercise, all, all people <laughs> with... Mm pelvic floors yep. <laughs> that's everybody yep y'all y'all all deserve pilates okay <laughs> making pilates accessible right mm. yoga all the things um and our relationships are another aspect of lifestyle mm. medicine mm -hmm. um holding on to these raggedy ass inwards like oof that's gonna ruin <laughs> your health <laughs> 
<laughs> it's true. It's true. So having a bad relationship, like, yo, whew, thank goodness mm. I'm on the other side. But mm. like the way that my heart rate variability and other indicators of my health plummeted mm. and the way they've like, now they're like a buoyant boat. Like they're just riding the waves now that raggediness is out of my sphere of influence. Right. So you're, the quality of your relationships actually is a part of your lifestyle and having really hard, really negative, really unuseful relationships. We're not the ones that tell you to cut and run because Karina and I have mastered the art of healing relationships, right? Yep. Um, but just like you need to heal your physical body, right? To have a good lifestyle, you also have to heal your relational body. Right. Um, Cause that's going to take your health out too. So understanding that lifestyle medicine and that all of these things are only going to create more health. Mm -hmm. Like uh, it's like Karina and I said, it's our, it's our bread and butter, literally our sourdough bread yep. and our Kerrygold, but not <laughs> okay. Our cultured butter, there we go. <laughs> cultured, pastured, organic. That's right. <laughs> Jersey. Yeah. Hey, what? <laughs> okay. Come on, A1 local. Okay, our local listen. Period. This is our this is our bread and butter. Um yeah. or our injetta and ghee. <laughs> I don't you know. You know, all of them are in our medicine bag, you know. We all are daughters of empire, so truly. Yay. Oh, Asia, I just wanna yeah, close that note. Your description of relationships being important. Um yeah, I feel like it's, you know, once you've had the good, good, like, you don't want to go back to the raggedy. It's true. <laughs> you know, well, it it's, I think sometimes it is problematic, but, you know, we got to do it because we're the best. But Asia and I, like, we be measuring other people to each other. I'm like, I have Asia in my life. Why would I want that? <laughs> can't have these raggedy relationships like when I got a wife you know like why would I want to be someone's girl <laughs> you know I just not a girlfriend <laughs> I don't want that shit like I just you know it, it works for other people but I just yeah like now that I have this relationship like I mean I've had it for a long time but yeah just realizing the nourishing benefits of incredible relationships like I just don't want to go back to raggedy um and you could sense raggedy immediately once you have the good shit Asian yolks when you get the orange yolks and then they give you the white yolks so you're like yikes you can't go back you can't go back so yeah I think it's yeah it has changed my life for the better. Um, it only brings health. Mm. Uh, and uh, yeah, so just wanted to, um, yeah, piggyback on that. But yeah, that was that was good medicines. And I'm glad we've gone through the first four and uh, we'll go through the rest of them next week. That's right. But, uh, yeah. Before next week, we want to give y'all some bougie auntie word of advice. So. Mm. have anything on your spirit Asia for the whole yes um I wanted to share the distinction between nourishment and tonification Ooh, yes please so nourishment is contributing sort of the the substances that make your wholeness these are your vitamins your minerals your macro and your micronutrients mm -hmm. and tonification is having those things move having those things work better. So we tonify our muscles by exercising it. Right. Mm -hmm. And so it's that, op that, that combination of both substance and motion, right. Mm -hmm. That create sort of the basis of our health. Um, and so my, you know, my bougie auntie word of advice is what will it take for us to realize that we actually have all the substances, that we actually have 
every single thing that we need to to gain our health right um, mm. we think that all of these substances are outside of ourselves or outside of our milieu and throughout this podcast series Karina and I specifically emphasize the everyday foods right we emphasize the everyday practices we emphasize the everyday modes of creating your health and well-being and I guess my bougie auntie word of advice is what does it take for you to move Hmm. what is what is it that you need in order to take what it is that you already have and to take action like I really want to bow to you using sort of the that you seeing the guava hearing the lesson from Brandon and making the medicine to come right on time to support Hmm. you and your tummy ache and that something caused you to be that way to recognize mm-hmm. that what you needed was right outside of your door, literally. Literally. <laughs> but you took action, mm. right? The substance was there and then you moved. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so for me, my bougie auntie word of advice is that I want you to take action. I want mm-hmm. you to take action on what you have at your disposal, what you already have at your fingertips. I want you to do it. Oof. And that's my, that's my bougie auntie word of advice. That was a word and um, a read um, <laughs> and a call to action. Call the face. <laughs> Literally call to action. <laughs> um, mm. You know, I think to answer that question, for me to take action, I think it's taken years um maybe not years but just continuing my practice of the people's medicine like knowing that what I need is right outside my door like being empowered to do that um I think that I guess my bougie word of advice will come from my response to this but yeah I think that a lot of in quotations alternative medicine is presented kind of in the way of like allopathic medicine or pharmaceutical medicine um and that like you need these things to heal you and you can buy it from this brand kind of thing and uh the way that we practice medicine is not like that is like hey hmm what's what's growing right outside your door like make relationships with those plants maybe it'll tell you what's happening in your body Mm. and you have the power to go get some 100 proof vodka and make a tincture and make your own medicine you know like you don't have to buy it from this particular person this particular brand um so yeah I think feeling empowered has allowed me to yeah take action and do the things that can heal me. I have full faith that like the guava leaves, I was like, well, first of all, Brandon knows what he's talking about. Also my education of just knowing these kind of plants, I'm like, oh yeah, of course, a lot of these leaves do that medicine. So, or have that medicine um, to heal the tummy and digestion. Um, So yeah, that's what caused me to take action. Um, And faith, yeah. That was faith. All of those were faith. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, faith, faith and in feeling, yourself. yeah, faith in myself, feeling empowered, and that's another thing that I hope that y'all get from this podcast is that like you don't need us, you don't need me, you don't need Asia, like you can take on this practice for yourself. You can experiment, um, and this is the beauty of, of course, the first four medicines that um, we've mentioned already. Um, but yeah, um, my bougie auntie word of advice comes from that. Um, one of my friends sent me this, um, this herbalist, I think, um, I guess like she gets these emails from this herbalist or I don't know, they sell shit. Um, (laughs) (laughs) they're sellers and I hope they're not tellers. But uh, 
this herbalist brand that I mean the branding is everything okay period I said oh this is cute but uh let me go see their products and I'll tell you exactly um what school of medicine they're from or school of herbal medicine and uh they were very much the heroic I could tell because they had all the fire ciders and <laughs> <laughs> you know all the multiple herb uh tinctures and whatnot that promoted balance and whatnot so <laughs> listen i said i just need to see one thing to know that's um right. that's right <laughs> but uh balancing and cleansing yeah, it was all about balancing and cleansing. So I said, you know, I know the medicines uh, or the healing modalities. Listen, that is the heroic tradition. And so anyway, so yeah, my friend sent it to me because she's like, oh, this made me think of you. And I was like, and she asked me what I think. And listen, I'm not going to tell you what I think unless you ask me. And I was like, well, um, love their branding. Also, they had a really good book list. But I was like, you know, my school of herbal medicine is not that. I believe in nourishing, not cleansing and balancing um, and just explaining that to her. Um, so anyways, like I said, my Vigiati word of advice is to utilize um is that yeah, I'm giving y'all home I'm giving y'all homework for my Vigiati word of advice. Um Take this shit on yourself, like go to the three types of healing that we went to or that we um, went over um, past podcasts ago and and see if you, too, can tell what school of medicine or what kind of um, healing modalities that these people are practicing. Like, can you tell the difference between someone who practices wise women um, versus um heroic versus scientific like can you tell right, <laughs> what they're selling or what pop they're quiz what pop tradition quiz. is dr sebi yes what <laughs> tradition is sebi <laughs> you know <laughs> so, yeah i want to give y'all some homework this week even though i too struggle with homework but i'm just saying like i want to also help y'all feel empowered so hopefully y'all have it on your spirit to do the homework um you know feel free to send us a dm if you have any examples because that would be really cute to be like i know that dr sebi is part of the you know whatever tradition of healing so that'd be really cute but anyways so yeah if y'all got time and y'all want to feel empowered please do the things <laughs> so anyways this was long so we appreciate <laughs> y'all hanging out with us um, I also want to shout out a new patron. Shout out to Elaine. Um, uh, I just y'all, uh, Elaine Gilman. Um, I just want to shout y'all out for really supporting the podcast. I mean, yesterday I got to meet a podcast listener who don't have a social media. Their name is Kane, and they brought me the like a bag of Meyer lemons because I made lemon bars for the um, patrons months ago. And uh, yeah, they told me, Hey, like I have a Meyer lemon tree in front of my house. Like once they ripen, um, I'll hit you up. And they did. And so shout out to the patrons who, you know, are in communication with us, um, who send us things, who just, you know, even if you don't say anything ever, but you are supporting us with your shmenis, just really appreciate that. So shout out to the patrons. Um, whether you are a patron of Petty Herbalists or a patron of Bones, Bugs, and Botany, we just, we love and um, want to shout y'all out. So yes. Thank you for that. Um, we also want to shout out the folks who support us on the social medias, um, at Petty Herbalist and at Bones, Bugs, and Botany, um, on all the, yeah, on all the, uh, social medias out there. 
Um, and also, we just want to remind y'all that we have the winter immersion course um, for the weekends. <laughs> Asia, you can explain. Sorry, I don't want to <laughs> say it wrong. Yes, no, we have our our winter herbal immersion, yes. um, building blood, bones, and belonging. Um, if you would like to deepen your education with us. As you know, this podcast is only the tip of the iceberg. So if you want to dive deep with your your mermaid sisters, um, this is the time, the season, the reason. We have the most amazing guest instructors, Altimia Cruz Montoya, my first Chinese medical doctor yes. in best freemian. Um, we have Lynn Till, um, uh, an amazing sort of perfumer, herbal crafter, and also reproductive justice advocate. We have Maurice Ka, um, an Olorisha and spiritualist, um, green thumb, deep black magic, all the things. Um, and we have Cherie, love Mestiza Brown, our favorite Afrofuturist. Y'all have heard about Cherie, but... She mm -hmm. started Ancestral Herbalism, which got me on my journey, and she has a lot to share with us about people's medicine. And so we just have a wonderful sort of cadre of instructors, lessons, activities, and everything to help ground you into uh, people's medicine and herbal's medicine as people's medicine. So we really... Uh, want y'all to register shout out to all of you who have already registered uh even before our public announcement that's <laughs> like that real was ones. really great y'all are the real <laughs> ones we can't wait to be with y'all and yeah if you're on the fence about it like don't be just do it you know yeah <laughs> just just jump in it's gonna be a blast and you will leave a practicing herbalist period like mm -hmm. you will leave a practitioner of herbal medicine um Right. And so, yeah, we can't wait to be with y'all in deep space. Hey. Like that's right. <laughs> <laughs> it's live and it's online. Um, <laughs> so it's for all the peoples, but it's it's real time, y'all. This is real time education. It's not um, things that we created in night that were pre recorded or whatever. This right. is this is live with us. So. Mm -hmm jump on it <laughs> jump on it I know because we're giving y'all our best knowledge okay? okay like I'm so excited to be an instructor also and as well like Karina Desrosas shout out of, of beverages a magical really medicine maker and mixtress of the universe <laughs> I'm hollering <laughs> it's true so yeah y'all want to learn some cool stuff and learn in really practical ways um this isn't like something that you know y'all will use only once in your life this is herbal medicine that you can literally use every day so we're excited for y'all to join this course with us but yes so thanks for being with us this week and every week and um we just really appreciate y'all so we just want to remind you to always stay ready and be petty. Bye. Bye. <laughs>